Micaiah reads, Beowulf, part 16. His tread was still young after years of war clash at borders of his land when boar banners rushed with a sounding of horns. He saw by the cliff wall a stone barrow standing. A stream broke from it, burst from the wall, bright with fire flash, blistering the sand. He could step no closer, unburned by that breath, nor bear that dragon heat, standing so close as his shield grew hotter. Then from his breast, bolstered with anger, the lord of the Geats loosened a word blast, stormed stout-hearted, under steep grey stone. His battle-stout voice boomed to the mound. Hate was awakened. The horde guardian knew the sound of that leader. There was little time then to settle for peace. From the stone treasure cave, burning breath flame burst in a flash. Old anger fire. The earth trembled. The strong hall king hefted his shield then, sought some relief from that singeing blast. That ringed serpent was ready for combat, greedy for revenge. The good warrior king unsheathed his sword then, swift in its edges, old treasure blade. Each of those fighters, warrior and monster, was wary of the other. Beowulf stood still with his steep iron shield. Death faced with death, as the dragon coiled then, swelling with fury, simmering with rage. He burst then roaring, broke from the mound, struck to his fate. The strong iron shield turned back the flames, the fires of that breath, protected that loved one too little that time, as he found that day, the first war moment, when Weird turned from him took from his hands luck at swordplay. He lifted his sword, son of Edgetheo, struck the fire snake with that ancient blade. The edge weakened, bit that fiend bone in a feebler way than the king had need of, though he cut strongly, swung with heart strength. Then the horde guardian, after that sword swing, slithered with anger, spewed his bale fire. That searing flame flash cindered the meadow. The mighty Geat lord could not boast of victory. His blade failed him there. Sharp treasure steel, betrayed by hellbone, bit too softly. Sad came the moment for that old warrior king, Edgetheo's son, to yield ground plain, give to that monster, much against his will. He would wander elsewhere. Depart from that earthland, as each man will do, give up his lone days. Not long after that, monster and man-king met once again. The horde warden strengthened, with hot breast-roars, the bellows of his breath. In that burning air, embraced by fire-loops, the folk-king suffered. Not exactly in heaps did those hand-companions, sons of noblemen, stand close to him, those brave sword-swingers, but they bent to the woods, sheltered their lives. There swelled in one of them shame in his mind. No man can deny claims of kinship if he cares for valor. 
Wiglaf, his name was, Weostan's son, Althara's kin. Keen, linden man, young sword warrior. He saw his manlord with blistered war mask, blasted by heat. He remembered the bounty from his blood kin lord, wealthy homestead of the Wagmundingas, all land and folk right his father had owned. He could bear no shame, brandished his shield, yellow lindenwood, lifted on high his old treasure sword. That was Aonmun's weapon, Othere's son, sorrowful fugitive, struck down in battle by brave Weostan who gave his armor to Onella then, strong mask helmet, steel-meshed mailcoat, ancient wondersword. Onella returned them, his nephew's war gear, to Weostan's hands, found no fault there, no feud between them, though he killed in battle his blood brother's son. He kept that armor, carried it to Gotland, stored it safely till his son was ready grown to his shield, shaped for battle fame. Among the Geats then, he gave to Wiglaf that great weapon prize, as he went from life forth from the earth. For the first time now, this strong hearth soldier stepped into war play, fought with his lord on that fire-black meadow. His mind did not melt, nor that mighty gift sword failed him at need. That fiery gold serpent soon discovered that when they came together. Wiglaf spoke then, words heart-heavy, shouted with scorn this shameful message. I remember the times when we took mead drink, when all of us promised our proud warrior king by the high gift throne, where he gave us swords that we'd pay him back for this bright armor if ever he needed us. Offer him at spear time our helmets and swords. So did he choose us, picked from his hall fanes, these proud shieldmen, graced us with gifts, gave me kin treasures, gathered us to back him, good hearth warriors, eager helmet men. Our old gift lord decided to fight this fire spewer alone once again. With his great wonder strength, armed with a war name, earned through a lifetime forged now with deeds. Now the day has come when this heart-strong chief needs help in battle. Good sword-wielders, let us go quickly. Fight beside him in this fiery business, a grim flame terror. God knows in me I'm ready for fire to feed on my body, cinder me with flames beside my protector. It's a poor showing if we pack our shields, haul them back now, no help to our leader. We should fell this monster, fight beside our lord, our flame-wounded king. I can clearly tell you that it's not old custom to cringe at this moment, leave him to suffer, singed and age-worn, burning in this battle. Now both of us here will share sword swings, shields, and helmets. He stepped through that hellreek, hoisted his weapons, brought help to his kinsmen, kindled him with words. Beloved Beowulf, bear up your heart. You said in your youth, in your days of glory, that you never would allow, while life held to you, 
the lowering of your name. Now known through the earth, great-hearted Beowulf, bear up your mind strength to finish this dragon. I will fight beside you. After those help words, the hell serpent came, raging gold miser, glaring with death eyes, flushed with fire fury, to flash away the life of that hateful challenger. Hard flame launching shriveled the shield wood, seared through mail coats, now helpless to bear that hot serpent breath. The young hall fane hid beside his lord, held to the iron round, hoping for relief from those awesome flame spears. The old battle king remembered his glory name, mightily struck then with his sharp blade edge, borne so strongly that it stuck in that neck. Nailing burst then, broke upon that bone. Beowulf's trophy sword, old and battle-hard. That best of honor blades failed him at need. Finest of smith steel could give him no help. His hand was too strong, overswung each sword, as stories have told me, struck too forcefully when he stepped to battle. Wonder-hard weapons did not work for him. For the third time then, twisting in hate coils, that monstrous fire dragon, mindful of his feud, struck past that shield with his searing bellows breath, went straight to Beowulf, bit round his neck with bitter venom teeth. Beowulf stopped then, his life force draining in dark blood welling. Then, as I heard, that Hall King's champion, young kin warrior, came to that monster with craft and weapon skill, as his king taught him. He ducked past the head. Hot flame belching burned his hand then, as he buried his sword, burnished treasure blade, in that black snake belly. Then that great fire breath grew feebler at last. That blistering blast bellowed more softly as the blade took hold. Then Beowulf rose, gathered his mind thoughts, grasped his short sword, bitter and battle-sharp, broad steel edges. The Geatlord struck, severed the ring bones. They felled that fiend, found his life core, kinsmen together, cut him to hell-death, king and his soldier. So should a man be, a thane with his lord. The leader of the Geats fought his last blood fight, the born of his deeds, daytimes of this world. Then that dragon-bite wound burned into his blood, blistered and swelled there, a monster's death-bite. Murderous poison welled within his breast, baleful serpent gall pushed towards his heart. The proud one wandered slowly by the wall, sat by the barrow stone, lost in life thoughts. He looked upon giant's work, how the stone arches, stout with pillar strength, the old earth hall, entered the cliffside. Then with his hands, that heart-loyal thane laved him with water, his beloved blood king. Youth knelt by age, yearning to comfort his wound-weary lord, loosened his helmet. <laughs>